0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. Well, this one was originally going to be about Sicarius thomasoides or the six-eyed sand spider. I've had some people ask me about them. I do have one, originally had two. I believe the other one was a mature male that died off several months after maturing, but I'm not sure. It was also a very humid summer. But anyway, I was going to mix things up a bit and do a non-tarantula type husbandry podcast however and I think some people James Avery if you're listening to this Avery uh, you probably know what's coming here I posted up a video on YouTube talking about the care for mine because again it's a popular species one that's kind of hard to find but a lot of people pick it up and we'll talk about why they might pick it up in a moment but I done a rehousing recently it's one of my favorite animals in my collection it's a true spider and One of the ones they consider a living fossil, which I find very fascinating. I mean, they haven't changed all that much in many, 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 many years. And we picked up a Herp Cult enclosure for it and did the rehousing. We had kind of everybody on deck, make sure the dogs were out of the way because these guys have a reputation for being particularly, quote unquote, deadly. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But anyway, I did the rehousing, we recorded it, and I'm like, this will be a good one to do a husbandry video on because it is a species I feel comfortable talking about. I picked some things up about them over the last few years. So we. Po- I posted the video up, and I was very careful, and this is... One of the things people don't see in the videos is what goes on behind the scenes when Bill and I are discussing it and discussing the way I'm going to go about it, and what I'm going to talk about. And again, it's never scripted out. Occasionally, I'll have like a little... Every once in a while, you'll see in the videos, I'll have a thing with some notes on it just to kind of keep my main talking points. But I like it to be more free-flowing and not be scripted. But one of the things we do talk about is like a, a situation like this spider. There's a lot of people out there that believe they're deadly. I wanted to be careful that it didn't sound like I was trying to show off with one of those, hey, look at my incredibly dangerous venomous spider videos. I loathe that kind of stuff. I think everybody realizes that by now. It it, it bothers me when people try to make them out more dangerous than they are or use them as kind of the sensationalized clickbait video to bring people in because look at this guy's going to play around with something dangerous. Let's watch and see if he gets bit. I hate that kind of stuff. So I want to make sure that I gave it the respect it deserved. I wanted to make sure people were familiar. I did the problem, the, one of the issues I had with it, which kind of stinks in retrospect, is I knew there had been a paper where they had basically reclassified some of the Sicarius into another genus of spiders. Um, I believe it was Hexo, Hexoflathum or something. It's The African species were put into another genus because they can. they are the ones that have this protein that makes the bites lethal or potentially lethal, and they found out the South African ones, like the uh, Sicarius thomasiodes, lack this, so they're actually not. I, again, I wouldn't want to get bitten by one. I wouldn't want to be the person that kind of tries it out. But they're lacking a protein that would have made them deadly, and so all the people that are picking them up, thinking they're the most deadly spider in the world, it well, they're not anymore. We found out that they're. Again, it kind of goes. I always thought it kind of made sense because when we talk about old world and new world species of tarantulas, the new world. Species species of a lot of, and new World species of a lot of things tend to be less venomous than their old world counterparts. So it makes sense that the South American version of the spider is actually less venomous than the African version. But anyway, we put the video together, and I was telling Billy through the whole thing, I'm like, you know what, somebody's going to come on and make a comment about you're irresponsible for keeping those, because obviously, I am a parent, I am a teacher, I recognize the fact that the wrong person comes to my channel and sees me rehousing a spider that many people think to be lethal, and then no realizes that I have children in the house, and dogs in the house, and a wife in the house, that that could lead to pushback. I don't want people ever thinking that I'm Trivializing the danger some of these animals can pose, even if they're not lethal, there is a danger involved. The getting bit—it's not something you want. It can even with some of the you know, say I don't know, a P. murinus or an H. maculata or, or a, a P. lethaeus species. Those are bites that aren't going to be lethal, but they could be debilitating for quite some time, and they can have effects that last long after the actual bite so I try to treat everything with respect but with these guys I really wanted to be careful that I didn't send the wrong message that I didn't get to do something put something out there that people would look at and go oh look at Tom Moran saying this is an easy and safe spider I should pick that up not at all so we, we discussed this ahead of time and then afterwards I was editing the video and I was like re- what I'll do is I'll sit down and just rewatch the whole thing again kind of get a feel for it because there's time I have to add my little notes in a lot of times my little notes are what it, while you're trying to do this video, I'm trying to rehouse. I'm trying to keep all this stuff in my head. I can add the little notes, and afterwards, things I forget, or if I think the tone's wrong, or if I didn't, if I didn't stress enough a certain point, I can use the notes to put it in there. So I'm, I'm watching it back. I'm actually no, this is pretty solid. I think I got my point across. Retreat and respect. They're not toys. I've said repeatedly through the video that they could be dangerous. I did mention the paper, but uh, back to my point, which I think I forgot before. They, I could not find the paper. And I was looking, and I had this thing ready to go, and again, I was trying to get some of these videos up and running, and I was like, all right, I'll mention it in the video, hopefully somebody will come forward, show me where the paper is, give me a link to the paper, I can pin it to the page, and then people can go down and see I'm not just talking out of my posterior, that they really were found to be less dangerous than people initially Thought so that was the one thing I wish I had back. I wish I could have actually addressed the paper in there. And what I will probably do is revisit this one in the next pot, the next video I do, or one of the future videos. I'll do an update on them and put that point in there so people are aware of it. But again, my this is where it got. This is where I wish I had it back because there was a point where I turned a billion. I was like, if I could find this paper, I could put everybody's mind at ease and put in there. Look, here is proof that they aren't lethal like everybody suspected. I could have shown the paper, put people's mind at ease, but I couldn't find the paper. So I alluded to it in the video. I mentioned the fact that some people think they're deadly, but there's a paper out there. I didn't want to misspeak and say something. Now, imagine this. I I put the video out. I say I misunderstood the paper, say the paper didn't exist, there's been times where I thought I've read stuff and I didn't really read it, and I put that out there and people come forward and like, I can't believe you just said this deadly spider isn't deadly, it absolutely is deadly, that would have been a nightmare. So what I did is the best I could is allude to the fact that it is thought to be very deadly, however, there's a paper out there where I believe they figured out that it wasn't and left it open so that hopefully I could come back later with a note or comment and fix it. Anyway, it didn't matter what I did because somebody came on shortly after I posted the video and posted kind of a, a rant. I don't think they were being a troll at all. I really don't. And I really do understand after we went back and forth a little bit, I did understand where this person is coming from. And again, i mentioned before, I, I people kind of messaged me like, yeah, don't feed the trolls. There's a difference between a troll. Somebody that's coming on, I had one the other day that called me an idiot and a moron and a baby and everything. It was just bizarre and I just kind of laughed at him. There's a difference between a troll and somebody who is maybe their delivery isn't quite what it should be or they come on a little bit too strong or they get a little bit too amped up and they say things that make themselves sound kind of ridiculous. And that can happen, I've, I've had many people, I've had people, I've talked about this before that have come on and said some really nasty stuff and I've come back in them politely and we've discussed it and they've, they, we've kind of turned it around during the conversation. It ends up being a very civil conversation. So I kind of gave this guy the benefit of the doubt here, but there were a couple things that said that really, really, really irritated me that I thought I should probably talk about and clarify. So anyway, here is the comment by Orbital Rescue Sage. I kind of wish you'd stop doing that. I hate to call it dangerous or aggressive animal. Because these are dangerous, and if bit, you will probably die. This isn't an HMAC or an OBT that are just misunderstood defensive spooters where a bite gives you cramps and burning sensations for months. This and the Dark Den guys, death stalkers, are very much a dangerous animal. I wouldn't want people to pick this up going, it can't climb glass, and it prefers to run and hide to find that one time when it doesn't, and they haven't cleaned the sides of the enclosure in a while, or it's super dry and static is grabbing the dust to the walls. There was this video series on a pet to zoo rescues where the guy preps animals for zoos and he made a short series on this particular king cobra that was rescued from some person on his way to being a Darwin Award recipient and pretty much came out stating, do not under any circumstances get this snake as a pet. Just because you can be safe around them doesn't make them safe to keep. I just feel like there's been this competition over the last year among the big T YouTubers uh, to show off keeping lethal to human animals like it's some kind of dare. I don't know who started this trend as I don't watch all of the YouTubers, but I do know you all communicate and I'd like to request that you stop this dare thing before idiots kill themselves. Because the last thing I need is my apartment manager to hear about people keeping spiders dying to stupid like the fake Tide Pods challenge, and suddenly I have to show my DL to buy laundry products for a month, and her telling me to get rid of all my teas, okay? I'm not allowed cats, dogs, rodents, fish, but because teas are naturally occurring vermin, according to my lease, I'm allowed to keep them. Okay, and that was his first comment, so let's break this down a little bit, and it was kind of hard to read because you can tell it's kind of a stream of consciousness, and um, the thing that really Got me on this one and really bothered me is the fact that all the channels you're going to come post something like this on, I, mine, like, and I'm not perfect, and I do wrestle with when I'm talking about different spiders, I try to walk the line of being truthful cautionary when appropriate, but not an alarmist. I think that's the, the line I try to walk. So we've talked about before in the past that there are tarantulas out there that could put a hurting on you, whether they can kill you or not. And I tend to treat all of my animals as if they are one of those tarantulas. I get so much flack and comments and I kind of laugh it off and I don't really care, but like one, the other, it's funny, just this guy posts this comment and then I get another comment on another video where the guy was basically giving me a hard time because I think I was rehousing with some new world species, G poker piece or something. I can't remember which one it was. And his comment was something along the lines: stop being a baby, stick your hand there, pick it up and move it. What is wrong with you? The thing's harmless blah, blah, blah. I get those all the time. As a matter of fact, that's probably the biggest criticism I get is people come on and go, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but you're way too overly cautious. And that's because I've tried to, from day one, to treat every single one of them exactly the same. So I do the exact same thing, no matter which spider it is, which situation, because you can have old world species that are docile. You can have new world species that are defensive. You can be practicing, you know, the problem is if you're practicing picking up your spiders all the time, the new worlds, and handling them and being kind of lackadaisical when it comes to rehousings. Then when you get to do an old world that's not going to be quite as forgiving, you could run into problems. So I do the same thing regardless. Do I do things differently at home sometimes when the camera's not on? Of course I do. There are times where it's like, I don't feel like taping these today because I need to get them from point A to point B. I'm still safe about it, but I don't have to be extra cautious. But I'm not putting that stuff out there because I realize how easily... That could be seen by somebody and misunderstood. that, Oh, these guys, you just throw your hands in there and pick them up. And I don't. I don't use my hands, uh, honestly, almost ever. Every once in a while, one will start to wander out and stick my hand out. But uh, again, it's about sending the right message. So to have somebody come on and basically insinuate that I was putting these out here to kind of show off really bothered me because I've never done that. And the the part of it that really, really got to me was the insinuation that apparently there's some type of like sinister youtuber cabal out there where we discuss hey guys you want to all one-up each other I don't I know a lot of youtubers out there are friendly and chat and we've tried to make a point of the fact that a lot of us do behind the scenes chit chat but I, I don't I I don't really watch a lot of youtube videos lately I certainly don't try to keep up with other keepers like I don't how do I put this without sounding like a jerk? I really don't care what other people are doing. Like I I watch some of the stuff and I enjoy it, but there's never a point where I look at the video and go, oh man, blah, blah has got one of these. I got to get one of these now. That's not how I work. I I buy stuff because it's something I'm interested in, something I want to grow up and eventually talk about, but I'm not sitting there trying to have a contest with people. And anybody that's watched me for any amount of time, I hope I've given the impression of somebody that kind of isn't interested in all that I'm doing this because I enjoy it because I enjoy educating because I love talking about these animals so the idea that I'm being told by somebody that I need to tell the other YouTubers that we have to stop this there's no competition there's although people were friendly people we chat about stuff like you know the same way you chat with other keepers on like a Facebook group it's not like we're hanging out going hey what do you guys post next week okay I'll do one of those too that's not at least I'm not part of that which it wouldn't you know it's something like that's happening It's not something I do and I really don't think it is. So that really bothered me too because his insinuation was the fact that we were putting these things out there just basically to one-up each other. I was posting this video about this spider to basically make it look like I'm really cool and try to one-up somebody else because I have this quote-unquote deadly spider. Well, the irony of that is they're not even deadly anymore. And that's why I really wish I had been able to cover that paper in it because that would have diffused the whole thing. It probably would have been an article about, I don't care what your paper says, I know they're deadly because I've, I've been in these discussions before where people don't seem to listen. But it, it's, it really got to me because obviously the whole, all of what I do, is trying to demystify these animals in a realistic way. I never try to downplay the danger that can be involved. I often talk about, and I love in the one of the things he mentions in the video was just misunderstood defensive spooters. I, I think that was kind of a a jab at me because I spend a lot of time when I'm doing the old worlds trying to take away some of that fear and stigma that the hobby has created surrounding him. I think in part, and this person, I will say, I believe this person is genuinely genuinely concerned. I believe a bit misguided, but genuinely concerned that videos like this are going to make people go out and get them, they're going to get bit, and then he's going to lose all his spiders that he can he can keep because they're not furry animals, I guess that's the thing with the apartment. And I get that. I, if he had come forward and said, you know what, it makes me cringe every time somebody does a video with one of these supposed deadly tarantulas or deadly spiders or deadly scorpions because it makes me think other people are going to watch you, emulate you, get them, and then somebody's going to get hurt. That I can't argue with that. I, I completely understand that. But he didn't. He came forward with this we're doing this for a dare and all this nonsense. So again, I don't think it was that he was a troll, it was just somebody that was very concerned and didn't know how to articulate themselves in a reasonable manner. So let's cover a couple things here. Number one, I don't, I don't care what anybody else is doing. My whole thing is, again, making these guys, painting these guys realistically. Now, one of the spots I have run into trouble with, and this came a while ago where there was a video about dangerous spiders and whatnot, and we're not getting into all that garbage again, but some people came over and said, well, I have a problem with what you do in your videos because you downplay everything and I never thought I was one to downplay things and I had to give a lot of thought to this because my thing is the majority of YouTubers out there, okay I shouldn't say that, a lot of YouTubers out there, the way they're going to get people to their channels is with titles that kind of are clickbait, it's the natural thing to do, I I abhor them on my own, I I hate when I click on a video that I think is going to be one thing and it turns out to be something else, I start to recognize the clickbaity videos and I don't even click on them anymore because I know I'm just I'm just setting myself up for disappointment, but that tends to be a popular thing to do, and one of the things people will do is use my, def- my aggressive tarantula, my super venomous tarantula, my dangerous tarantula, and, and as I've gone through before, that annoys the heck out of me, because they're not doing it to try to warn people like, hey, you guys got to be really careful with these guys, it's more of a come look at my channel, I'm going to be working with a dangerous animal, and there's a chance I could get hurt, Ooh, or like, it, 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 I don't like that kind of stuff, I never want that on my channel. However, the flip side of it is people I've had had some people come forward and give me a hard time because like one of them was my recent rehouse. I think it was a Kilo Fimbriatus. And I tried to realistically talk about how the fact where a lot of people report that there's a defensive that if you don't keep them correctly. And I think that's the big thing. If you're really trying to be realistic about talking about defensiveness or quote unquote aggressiveness in tarantulas, the big thing you need to talk about is. A, if they're set up correctly, especially these old worlds, the majority of them, you won't see them. You should not run into a problem because they are going to run and hide. Nobody wants to talk about that. Well, what about the one time they don't run and hide? Be careful. That's all I can say. You should always exercise caution around, but the majority of them, if you give them time to get to their burrows. They're not to They don't want to fight. They know they're going to lose that battle. So make sure you set them up correctly. The other spot, where people are going to run into problems is during rehousings. That's obviously where you're going to be stressed out. The spider is going to be the most stressed out. You're digging it out of its home. You're taking away that security. That's where you're going to get that defensive behavior. And that's why I do so many husbandry videos or rehousing videos to show people how it can go, how you can keep them under control, how it doesn't have to be a train wreck every single time you do it, how you can you know not have a heart attack every time you have to go rehouse one of your old worlds. That's one of the reasons I do all those videos. And I've commented before That I believe the only one we never posted, the only one I didn't finish posting it, it wasn't because it went horrendously bad, I just needed an extra set of hands, was an HMAC Billy was helping me with the spider was perfect, it was a total uh, sweetheart, but I needed, there was a point I needed an extra set of hands, I told Billy to put down the camera, because that was more important to me, that it went from point A to point B, and we get in there cleanly, not the video part of it, I could care less about that, we lost, we had been doing a whole husbandry video up to that point, I didn't even bother using it, I think I might have used the footage somewhere else, the first part of it, but anyway, my point is, I'm not trying to downplay any of the dangers, potential dangers, that these animals, can bring. That's not the point of it. I'm not trying to make people sit there and think they're perfectly harmless. As a matter of fact, I'm constantly talking about in the videos what a bite could do, that they're nasty, that you don't want one, but I want people to be realistic about what to expect, what to look for, and some of the problems, the problem areas they're gonna run into. For example, not keeping them correctly or during the rehousings. Those are the spots that you have to kind of worry so going with that one of the words that I've kind of campaigned against that I absolutely abhor is the word aggressive and that's another place where I tend to get some flack from people they're like what do you mean they're not aggressive they are aggressive I had my OBT in it's a little shallow enclosure and I opened the top of it ripped all the webbing out my OBT was going nuts trying to attack me it was very aggressive no what you did was you ripped the roof off the house of your OBT it freaked out and became defensive and was trying to keep you away from it there is a difference um, the, the funny thing is this guy brought up cobras as his example of dangerous animals that nobody should keep, which I didn't think was a great example because if you look up how many people cobras kill a year, it's and how many people have been killed by a Sicarius Thomasides, it's not even a, it's, it's ridiculous, it's apples to hand grenades, but I, it did get me thinking about the animals I've kept over the years, and the fact that I haven't had many animals that I would call aggressive. Aggressive, I always see as, and I've explained this before, as somebody that's looking for trouble. They're out, you know, it's when you're walking and somebody comes up to you, yo, what are you looking at, man? And they're in your face, you haven't done anything. Defensive is when you're minding your own business and somebody comes up and threatens you, and now, are could you become violent? Yes, but are you becoming violent because... There's no reason you're just trying to attack this person. No, you're becoming violent because you're trying to defend yourself. There's a difference. And I can honestly say, and I'm not going to go out there and discount other people might not have had other experiences, but I can honestly say from all the spiders I have kept, I have yet to have one that I would even come close to labeling aggressive. Not a single, Billy and I talked about it after this comment went up. We were talking, we were on a walk and I'm talking about, man, I, I... I talk about what I see, I understand that other people have different experiences, and I always stress that, but personally, I have never found one that is aggressive. Now, going back to when I used to keep snakes, I was trying to think, I'm like, is there ever an animal I kept that I thought was aggressive, and one of the ones I had that I thought kind of passed over from defensive to aggressive was a MacLott's py- python I had that we called Hot Lips, she was one of the most vicious animals I have ever kept, and she's the only snake I have ever had that when I opened her in- her enclosure one time to feed her, she came out after me and chased me. That's a grab. She wasn't defending. it. She was in her burrow. And what I used to have to do when I fed her is I'd wait till she get in her burrow, and I carefully open the cage and try to drop the rat in because she wasn't one you wanted to muck with because she would. She was constantly trying to bite. She got out of the cage, missed my hand. And then proceeded to chase me out of the snake room and into the hallway. I had to go get uh, another hook from downstairs to try to wrangle her to get her back in. She was an aggressive animal, but that's about it. So I'm not, when I hear the term aggressive thrown around, and again, I keep, the other thing we could talk about is dogs, as far as dogs. When I think of aggressive dogs, these are the ones that are going to go out looking for a fight for another dog. They're, you know, I love pit bulls to death. I have three pit bull crosses. Absolutely love them, but they can be aggressive with other dogs. Not usually with people, but with other dogs. You're walking out and you can see the, they start growling, the hair goes up, ears go back. Mine are actually, I'm, I, I luck out, mine are total sweethearts and actually really good with other dogs too. But there are ones out there that you can't have them around other dogs because they're going to posture, they're the alphas, they're going to go over there, they're going to try to start something. That can be a little, that's some of that aggressive behavior. I don't see it with the tarantulas. I don't at all. And I'm sorry, I'm never going to go out there and start labeling things aggressive just to appease people that have ones that I don't know they've had bad experiences with because I don't see it can they be defensive yes and can that be just as scary absolutely it can a defensive tarantula something that's defending itself something that has fangs and venom and feels threatened that's just as scary as aggressive but what it does when you say defensive and I think this is the important aspect of this when you say defensive It means that, in a sense, it can be prevented. This spider is acting that way because it doesn't feel secure. It feels like it has to defend itself. That means you have some control over the situation. You are able to give it a deeper enclosure. You're able to give it more hides, more space. You're able to be a little more cautious when you're doing maintenance to make sure that you tap the enclosure a couple times so that it goes into its burrow. There are things you could do to prevent it coming at you. When you say aggressive, that takes all the control and, in a sense, all of the responsibility off of the keeper, and that's what I've seen for some of these ones, oh no man, I, I keep it right, it's just really nasty, and then you see a picture of the enclosure, and it's a little shallow enclosure that's been webbed right up to the top, I mean you see this all the time with the OBT's, it was a big one, and then you have to go, nobody. it's not the, the spider, it's you, I think that's part of it, it's like that passive keeping, where you just assume something went wrong, it wasn't you, that's why I love when people email me or message me with stories about rehousings that went wrong or you know some type of husbandry thing they're not taking well you know it went wrong because the spider was a jerk they're like what could I have done differently this is what I did I tried poking it in the butt well there you go you probably shouldn't have poked it just use the cardboard to get it in things like that nature but that's what one of the biggest issues to just throw it out there that drives me nuts with the use of the word aggressive is because it takes the responsibility off of the keeper it's basically saying this animal is aggressive it's going to come at you regardless there's no way to control it and I just don't believe that's actually true with the majority of these animals. Again, if somebody out there has one, then I'm sure there's someone out there that's got a spider... That has been completely a nut job and hasn't has seemed to attack without provocation. I want to, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about your spider that chases you out of the confines, the safe confines of its den or enclosure, and tries to attack you because it just really wants to kill you. That's why it drives me nuts when people put up videos like, My spider tried to kill me. My spider hates me. My spider is the most evil thing. Stop it. It is not. So I will never ever do that. However, I do recognize the fact that I run the risk sometimes of sending a message that, well, Tom Moran said they're not aggressive, so they must be easy to keep. There must not be any real threat or danger. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm trying just, the difference in terminology, it's amazing how it can trigger, you know, oh, it's not aggressive, it's defensive, so therefore I can, you know, get one of these right now and I'm ready for it. No, that's a totally different ballgame. That's why I try to be, again, I think the, the the thing is factual and realistic. Here are the facts. Here's what a bite could do to you. I don't trivialize bites ever. I always make a point, especially if it's a An old world species of saying that these bites can be nasty because, again, there is that contingent out there that's like, I'll take a bite for it, won't be a big deal. You don't want to bite from one of these guys, but I try to be factual and realistic, explain exactly what to expect. Try to explain things that make it so that the keeper is in control of the situation, not just putting it on the spider. Well, my spider's aggressive, so it's going to be a nightmare. No, there are things you can do. That's what I try to do. But I have had people come forward. This happened a while ago when I was talking about the aggressive tarantula videos and whatnot. And I had people come on my page. well, you do the opposite. You make it sound like they're very easy to keep. And I just really don't see that. And I've asked people before, like, what do you think? Am I sending the wrong message? And the general consensus, and again, I'm very, very, very cognizant of how words can be taken and misconstrued. That's one of the things, you know, again, I say this ad nauseum, but with being a teacher, you recognize I've I've had I've taught things before and had kids come back and the message they got from my lesson was totally not what I was going for. And that's when you realize how powerful words can be and how easily it can be for something to be misconstrued. And so I try very hard not to do that. So, when I when I got this and the guy was talking about me making them look like they're no big deal and I know I'm pretty sure the part about the misunderstood defensive spooters. It that made me think this guy actually has seen some of my videos and takes exception to the fact that I'm not an alarmist. I'm not going to go out there and throw up the alarm because here's the other side of that. So we go out there as a hobby and we decide, you know what, we're going to talk about all the old worlds being dangerous. They're they're nasty, they're aggressive. Guess what? That's going to get used against us eventually. That's the part people talk about. You know, if we if we poo poo and talk about they're not that scary, and and again, I'm not saying we should go out there and talk about them and just go, hey, you know what? Really, they're not as bad as you think. And I think most of us who get into old worlds will tell you they're not as bad as people have told you they are. But to also at the same time, that has to come with showing people how to keep them correctly and safely. That's the important part, the education. You don't just go, yeah, they're okay, they're no problem. No, you you talk about where the problems could happen. You talk about how things. You could do to prevent getting bit using cardboard to block off burrows when you're doing uh, cleaning and, and changing water dishes things of that nature all those little things that's the right way to do it if we all go out there and just talk about how dangerous and ruthless and uh, guess what happens when you know politicians get involved and they start doing bans and people you know apartments like imagine you're you're a landlord and your one of the, your new tenants says, hey, I have an arachnid collection. I would like to bring my arachnids over. And you do a little, you go, all right, I don't really know anything about that, but I'm open to it. Let me do some research. And you look up tarantulas, and all that comes up is my deadly tarantula, my dangerous tarantula, my aggressive tarantula. It can kill you. It can hurt you. The venom's gonna give you you terrible side effects for months, and that's all they can find on it is all that. Guess what? You're not getting your tarantula. They're not going to let you keep that. Any sane person would read that and go, I don't want this in my house. That just seems to be a liability. So we're going to... We talk about harping on the dangers of them to protect the hobby. That's the big one that people that do this and have this kind of thinking, and I believe that's what this orbital rescue sage was thinking when he or she came forward with this comment, was the fact that they think they're trying to defend the hobby. They don't want somebody like me saying, hey, get these spiders. They're really not that bad. Somebody gets bit and then everybody loses their spiders. But the flip side of that is, The more dangerous we make them sound the hobby, that's been used against us in the past. I have read articles with people who obviously know nothing about tarantulas talking about tarantulas and then saying how, yeah, I went on a message board and they talk about how this spider is incredibly dangerous and aggressive and will come at you. And those are our own words being used against us. That's more of a threat as far as I'm concerned. If we create this idea that we are keeping these dangerous animals, not potentially dangerous animals, if we create this idea, this mystique around them, that especially the old worlds, that they're all dangerous and deadly and aggressive... That's going to bite us. That's going to bite us right in the butt somewhere down the line and already has in some situations. So I think that's what drives me nuts with this. It's like flawed logic. Hey, we need to make them look super dangerous so people won't keep them. But at the same time, we're putting all this stuff out there in the media and in the public for people to go out and people that don't know anything about spiders that are saying, hey, here are hobbyists. These people are keeping them talking about how dangerous they are. And then they're going to use it against us. So that's what what the line you kind of walk when you do this stuff. That's what I've always got in the back of my mind. That's why I tried it. The, The nice thing now is I have enough of a body of work between the website, between the podcast, and between all the videos that I'm hoping that anybody that goes through even a handful of my videos We'll see a theme. And the theme is let's be smart about this. Let's not freak out whether this isn't, oh God, I'm gonna rehouse my, my P. Murinus and it's so scary and it can buy. I don't do any of that stuff because I, A, I don't feel that way. And B, it's not gonna serve anybody any good whatsoever. And P. Miranus is the one that really blows my mind because back when I got into the hobby, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. But that was the species that a lot of people would pick up and basically brag about. Hey, I've been in the hobby for a week and I just picked up an OBT and so far so good. And then they'd post that in Arachna boards and you just pick up your popcorn and wait for it to explode. And then it was just it drove me nuts. But I think unfortunately we went in so hard on the OBT and there were even older. The thing that drove me nuts on this one where there were older keepers. I don't even know why anybody keeps these spiders. They're not even that good looking. Shut up. We You to tell people what they're going to keep. It was to the point where they just basically villainized this spider. To you don't see him all that much anymore. At least not as much as you did back in the day. And then again, with all these people picking them up, there weren't really a lot of bite reports. There was one guy that went out and purposely got bit. I had actually spoken to him before to kind of show what it was like, and I think he showed it was not pleasant. But that's an example of us. Taking it to a point where we just, people don't even bother picking up the spider anymore. I, the, I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and be like, yeah, you know, I've kept, I keep peace, letharia, I I keep a, a C. lividus, I'd really love to get an OBT, but I don't know if I'll ever be ready for them. Get an OBT, set it up correctly, give it some depth, be aware of what you're in for, you should be just fine. So again, I, I, I get the perspective, I get, and I want to circle back to the point, had this been a, hey Tom. I worry when you post something up like this because people are going to look at this video and think that these guys are safe to keep and I don't think anybody should be keeping them because they're too dangerous. Again, I would have completely understood that, and I wouldn't have had so much of an argument, because it's it's the truth. That is, when you put something on, regardless of how educational and how careful you're trying to be with your wording and how you present it, people will see that, and people will hear deadly, and they will go out and want to buy one, and we'll, and we'll get to that in a moment. But later on, he came on and also put, he or she, God, I hate feeling like I ranted like a Karen, and tea keeping isn't the biggest hobby on the planet – but for the love of God, please call dangerous animals dangerous. It'll do everyone a world of good and put expectations of risk at the correct levels. I, I'm sorry. I don't agree. I'm not going to sit there and call things dangerous, that I don't find it. Again, I it harkens back to, and people can agree to disagree with me on this one. I've had people argue with me. There's a difference between something being dangerous and there being the, per, the potential for danger. I've said this many, many times. I always like to bring the example up of skateboarding tried skateboarding back in the day. I just don't have the coordination for it. I had buddies that were huge skaters, loved it. And again, this is not anything against skateboarding, but realistically, when you start skateboarding, there is a huge possibility that you're going to somehow get hurt. Again, you can wear helmets, you can be cautious about it. There are ways to avoid being, you know, getting into danger with it, but people are seriously hurt on a skateboard. Not many people will, like if you looked at keeping tarantulas and skateboarding, which one has the more like, more likelihood of getting hurt? It would probably be skateboarding. But most people would say keeping the tarantulas is the more dangerous thing because they're venomous. See how that works. So it's it's hard when they sit there and say, all right, you know, you need to label them as dangerous. I don't find the tarantulas. I've worked with them now. Knock on wood. I don't want to go. I have rehousings to do later. Watch me eat my own words. But I've really found over the years that if you are extra careful, you know what you're doing. bites potential bites should be very avoidable that's not an inevitability i think with tarantulas is there a danger there if you don't do things correctly yes could they be dangerous in the wrong hands yes you get some little kid that gets a piece of Litharia species in his house a younger kid doesn't know how to care for it it gets out in the house now it poses a potential danger even then they usually hide they're not going to come out and stalk you at night while you're sleeping but god forbid it ends up in a bed or in a shoe or something there could be a potential danger there but in and unto themselves if dealt with with respect if people know what they're doing and practice good husbandry techniques they shouldn't be dangerous I don't ever I've never gotten to a point with any of my spiders where I felt like I was in danger and I I will never change that I'm sorry people that want me to go out and start labeling these things as dangerous in this case I get a little more because it's talking about the Sicarius thomasoides, which makes, again, God bless YouTube, so many YouTube lists out there listing these guys as the most dangerous and venomous and lethal spiders in the entire world. I get why people would think they're dangerous. But again, I tried to point out in the video the fact that, A, they can't climb glass or plastic or clean glass or plastic. I even made a point. This guy gave me a hard time about that. I made a point of saying that I would worry that if the plastic, because I was using a plastic enclosure and some of the sand stuck to it from static electricity, uh, electricity, I was worried that might give it a little more traction. I've heard that they can climb silicone, so that's something to be aware of. But for the most part, they're easily contained. You have to really screw up big to have one of these things end up on you. And then usually what they're going to try to do is run... Or hide. So now you have to not only screw up and have the spider somehow get out of the enclosure, but you also have to screw up when trying to corral it and put your hand – I don't know, you're picking it up by your hand or whatever. It, it's just not it, – the potential for danger is there, but if you're even – moderately cautious there shouldn't be any issues with this spider and that's what I was trying to say that people keep them and I think this is probably where I stepped in it and where he got uh, upset was the fact that I said people choose to keep them because of the fact that a they would rather run and hide and b they're easily contained because they can't climb glass or plastic Now, is that downplaying how dangerous they are? I don't think so. I'm trying to be realistic about it. That's something you need to be aware of. If you're keeping one of these spiders or giving thought to keeping one of these spiders, that's something that's very important. That was kind of the make or break it thing for me when I found out, I did some research and like they can't climb glass. Okay. So now I have a very fast spider. They can't get up the glass. I think I also mentioned in the video, which probably brought up him mentioning the death stalkers is the fact that a lot of the scorpions I keep that people will say, Oh my gosh, how can you keep that? They can't climb glass. That's, that's, a game changer when dealing with these animals. We talk about snakes. Snakes can be a little trickier because they're much more mobile. When you try to wrangle up a snake, I've had snakes shoot out, wrap around things. I've had snakes that have shot across the floor. They're a little trickier to pick up and to corral. I mean, obviously, once you get the hang of it, they're not that difficult. But it's something that's a little more, especially when compared to the spider, a snake is much more mobile. And a venomous snake, again, that would be something that might be a little pose a little more danger to somebody. But in this case I was trying to stress the fact that realistically, if you're gonna care for one of these, and that's what I tried to, in my response explain that what I do with these videos is there are people picking them up. I want somebody who picks these up to have all of the good information they're gonna need to A keep the tread or the spider alive and healthy and be keep themselves safe and healthy that's the point of this i'm not out here going hey pick one of these guys up they're great hey little kids Hey, 12 year old you want a good pet pick one of these up it's not that at all which is why i try to again walk that fine line between not never downplaying the danger but never making enough of a point of it that it's going to attract people because that's the other thing we have to consider is that many people do pick these up for the wrong reasons. Again, he was he was kind of on the tra- right track with the Tide Pod thing because that's a very good point. Kids will see this. Hey, have you heard about this super dangerous spider? Let's pick these up. I could. I, I get where he's going with that. That is a concern. That's always a concern of mine. it's one of the reasons I like kind of keeping my channel dry because I think I kind of there's not many kids that are out there looking for the you know the quick fix, the adrenaline rush. They're not going to really find much in my channel. But I do get that point, and and that is an issue we have had over the years, and that's I think again why the hobbyists. It, it, Create This aura around them to try to make them sound super, you know, scary and defensive and aggressive and dangerous because they're hoping to turn people off. But that also attracts another group of people. I can't tell you how many people tell me they want to pick up a death stalker because they find it so cool that 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 scorpion could kill you. That's, that's an, and and there are people out there, I'm sure there's people out there, if we're being completely honest, when you do keep one of these supposedly deadly animals, there is a little, you get a little adrenaline rush with it. It's, it's a little extra like, man, that one over there, that's something special. That could, that could kill me for some people that's a huge thing that's like they the people that like the adrenaline junkies that want to keep something that they can brag about to their friends and you know they come over have a couple beers and hey can you feed the sand spire that thing can kill you that thing can mess you up there are people out there that will pick them up the obts that became like the status symbol for people like look at i am i've been in the hobby for a month and again i mentioned this earlier and i just got an obt so i i'm really good at the hobby i i know what i'm doing no that doesn't prove anything but it because it was made to be such a demon of an animal people would think that if they picked one up and kept it for a couple weeks they were masters it was amazing and that was created by the hobby that wasn't that was our own efforts to try to make these guys look scary and keep people away from our own efforts just made them more attractive to the wrong people so that's why it drives me nuts sometimes and that's why it drives me nuts I was thrown in with a bunch of youtubers because if you notice my thing it doesn't say uh, here I am rehousing my most dangerous spider or my deadly spider. I never use those words because I don't want to attract that crowd. I don't want people to, to go on and go, oh, this guy's rehousing a deadly, which isn't even deadly, spider. Let me check this out. No, it's here's the scientific name because I'm assuming if, you know, if I put the scientific name up there, that's going to weed out some people right away. It means it's somebody looking probably for care for their spider. I'm putting in, you know, care for uh, Sicarius thomasiides that's another thing I do to try to weed out some people that are just kind of out there looking for, you know, something interesting or entertaining. It's showing you this is what you're going to get here is real information, real facts. You're not going to get any of that sensationalized stuff. So I think it's also important to consider that by demonizing these animals, by making them sound more aggressive and dangerous than they actually are with not explaining how, you know, the correctly keep them and whatnot to just focus on that. We're also doing the, the hobby a disservice that way because we're going to attract more of these people. And again, that's with it, with YouTube, it's, it's a, there are some great guys out there. There are some great people doing it. i just, what was I just watched? Tarantula Haven. Love that channel. Great guy uh Alex is just an amazing human being another teacher so again i i guess it goes without saying it's he's coming from it from that i'm i love these animals i enjoy teaching i'm going to share it from that perspective there are some great channels out there that don't sensationalize them that are doing kind of the same thing i am that seem to have come to the same conclusion that it's about portraying them realistically and i love that kind of stuff but there are also a lot of channels out there that do they they're not trying to let's let's call it as it is they're not public service announcements they're not going this tarantula is dangerous and deadly because they're trying to warn people they're doing it because they want you to watch their videos they want you to get hooked by that lurid title go on and watch their video and probably see it. in a lot of cases it's just a, a normal rehousing sometimes it's like I cringe and I'm like my god that's not how you rehouse a spider but let's not pretend like these people are doing a service so that kind of irritated me too because getting compared to them it's like a little whiny person here but it's it, it just bothers me because there's certain things I really try hard for and to have to be compared to like just this thought of me sitting there with a bunch of YouTubers like, oh, what are you guys putting up this? Oh, you got one of those. I guess I better get one of those. No, not going to happen here. Not what I do. So now I'm looking at the timer here. We're at 41 minutes. I honestly thought this was going to be a quick one, but I didn't feel the need. There's a lot of things I feel lately that I need to get off my chest and just kind of help me better define what I'm trying to do to people. Because I do think sometimes there are, you know, it's, it's tough when you, do a YouTube channel and it gets any type of audience. And I got, I I think I have a, a modest audience, which is great. It, there are certain expectations for YouTube channels. And when you don't meet those expectations for some people, it, it causes problems when they don't, you don't do what everybody else expects you to do. Like you're not going to run around talking about how dangerous. They are suddenly you're a pariah there. And it's like, it's, it, it's a weird line. It's why, again, I've stated many, many times. I like the podcast because it just seems like the, the people here are more consistently intelligent. They can debate stuff. They, it, it, we seem to be of a similar mind. My theory is if you can listen to some dude, ramble on about tarantula topics every week for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, then you're obviously into the hobby and we obviously share a very similar outlook on the hobby because I uh, do a lot of talking. So that's great. But I think with YouTube, there's a certain stigma that goes along with it and there's a certain expectations that people have. And that's why I never really consider myself a YouTuber because I don't particularly prescribed you a lot of the stuff people do but we do get situations like these and again it's not I don't want this to come across like I'm whining you need to be defended it's nothing like that it's just one of those spots where it gets frustrating because you realize that you you're not ever you're not always going to be able to make everybody happy or be able to get your message out to everybody in a clear manner you're not going to be able to convince everybody that you know what They're not aggressive. I don't see them as aggressive. There's always going to be that other side that comes and sees what you're doing as a threat to the hobby, even though I'm trying to be practical about it. They see it as you're trying to downplay things. So every once in a while, one of these comments comes on that really gets you. And again, the troll ones don't bother me at all. It's the ones where the person really seriously believes what they're saying. And as much as it may be, tough for me to hear that's their opinion that's what they've gotten out of this that guy I can't take away his opinion he apparently watched his video and the message he got out of it despite the fact that it says caution on the screen the fact that I still pretended like it was a deadly spider even though I was pretty sure that they had reclassified him and realized they weren't deadly all the stuff I said all the cautions he didn't read it that way he read it as I was bragging showing off and trying to get people to buy him that kind of stinks but again things like that give us podcast topics. It allows me to discuss my thoughts on some of these. Again, I think if any message people get out of this, it's the fact that we refer to them as defensive over aggressive because defensive gives you as a keeper some power it gives you some control over the situation it, when you say they're defensive it, you can sit there and go all right how do I keep this spider from reacting to me they are reacting when they're defensive they are reacting to what you are doing aggressive not so much an aggressive spider is coming at you regardless it's mad it just wants to kill you there's a the, your evil spider I just somebody just posted something up with their evil spider I want the puke it was like for crying out loud so that's something to come out of this and I do think we all when we share our our animals with people it's important like I don't shy away when somebody comes to my house the first question they usually ask is are they poisonous not venomous poisonous and then I do the whole well you you know technically poisons like if you eat them it poisons you and we talk about the venom thing but I said yes they're all venomous and they look at you like why would you keep those can't they kill you be realistic, explain it to them, talk to them, when you share your pets with people, when you want to explain, talk about the fact that yes, there is a risk, there is an inherent risk of a bite, we all know, but it shouldn't, not only is it not inevitable, it shouldn't even be probable, it should be, if you you take care of them correctly, give them the respect they deserve, it shouldn't be an issue at all, and it's been great lately because I've had more and more people email me, I had a discussion with a guy years ago, about who's getting in the hobby. It was one of the, again, how many times have you been bitten? I've never been bitten. What do you mean? I just assume I'm going to get bitten. I'm like, dude, when I went in the hobby, I went in with the the whole idea that my goal is to not ever get bitten. Again, knock on wood. But he came back years later. He's like, I've been keeping these for years. You're absolutely right. Once you get the hang of it, there's really, if you know what you're doing, it should completely minimize any risk of getting bit. And it was great to hear. because like, all right, good. It's not just me. So anyway, Thanks for listening to me ramble about this one. This would be something, and this is what kind of stinks sometimes with the YouTube thing as well, because I'd love to post. Maybe I'll post this one up on YouTube because it does kind of involve YouTube. But with the videos, it's a totally different format and you really can't sit there and ramble on for 45 minutes and explain all this stuff. So you got to try to hit all your main points. Is It's almost like YouTube's like the PowerPoint for my presentation like these are supposed to the YouTube's like I hit all the main points but you can't really get into them as much and here I can kind of break it down and it stinks because the audiences don't necessarily overlap so you poor guys all get to hear about the crud that goes over on YouTube and the people over at YouTube that probably need to hear this don't get to hear this so maybe we'll go put this one up anyway I think it'd be interesting and in the very least again it's one of those ones where people start talking about the aggressive versus defensive and the fact that you know you're downplaying it never downplaying it never downplaying it always making sure I I had somebody recently get on me because I think they thought I was trying to demonize of all species. Or genus of spiders the piece of because i was talking about yeah the bites are no joke and he's like yeah but the chances of getting bit i'm like no no i'm we're on the same page here but we can't downplay the fact that if you do get bit it's not going to be pleasant i never downplay that so anyway just thought i'd share this we will probably do the thomasoides next time around again if anybody has any suggestions feel free to hit me up i'm going to be trying to bank some up this summer I have just just to share a little bit of my personal life I've applied for a new position and if it's like the last time I applied for a new teaching position you kind of start from scratch my stuff doesn't necessarily carry over so it means a more busy year so I'm going to try to bank up a lot of stuff as far as videos and podcasts so that I don't get behind or find myself in a situation where I just don't have the time to do it don't worry we'll be continuing not going anywhere but those help sometimes to do some of those quick ones because I enjoy they're fun too it's like these are questions people are actually wondering about so if you have questions please feel free to post them up on the Facebook page and just I'll get to them I just have a lot of fun doing them and would love to bank a couple of them up but again if you have anything you want to talk want me to talk about let me know that should about do it for this one. Again, I know I've kind of covered this before, but I do think it's a, it's a really important topic and it's really we we all walk a fine line with these guys because we want people to be interested in them, but we don't want people to ever think that, you know, we don't want to trivialize the risks they do pose. That's not the way to go about it. It's it's taking that middle ground and being realistic sharing only facts and recognizing that as a good keeper is a keeper that has control of the situation a good keeper is one that doesn't put the onus on the spider that they recognize that they have a lot to do with how the spider behaves and acts. I think that's the important message that we all want to put going ahead. And again, I don't know why I'm telling you guys, because it seems like everybody I talk to from the podcast knows all this, but it's it's fun to talk about breakout every once in a while. And again, if somebody hits me up with this whole idea that I'm downplaying the dangers of tarantulas or whatnot, I can send them a link, tell them to crack a beer or their favorite drink and have a listen and this will explain what I'm trying to do and why I'm trying to do it and what I think the hobby needs to do, honestly. I think more people need to take an approach where we share our love for them realistically and don't try to ever fall into that trap of overplaying how dangerous they are that does nothing for the hobby making them look like bloodthirsty dangerous unpredictable uncontrollable animals doesn't help anybody and again it has the adverse effect where it's going to attract people we don't want so that will do it for this one as always you can find me on tomsbigspiders.com you can find me at Tom's Big Spiders on youtube i will be posting another video i've been back to the once a week schedule so we'll be doing another one next week we'll see what type of controversy that causes i don't remember what i have lined up but probably an old world transfer in which i will say it's not that bad and somebody will get a upset. Just kidding. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe out there and we'll catch you all next time.